Well, hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Weirdly Magical podcast with Jen and Lou. And I am Lou, and that's Jen. <laughs> um, today, we're talking about the Virgo uh, full moon that um, occurs on March the 9th, 2020, um, at 5.48 p.m. Universal Time. But before we do, I'd like to remind you all that we have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical. For just $3 a month, you can support our work. Um, we're getting closer to the magic number where we will um, start to do some Patreon-only content. So if you feel like it, check us out there and give us a bit of support. Um, also, um, we take questions um, to weirdlymagicalpodcast at gmail.com. Um, to the person that sent us an email this week, it's quite personal to Jen, so she's going to respond to you. It's not something we have time to do on this podcast episode, but um, she will respond. And, so, and we always do. <laughs> so first, let's quickly introduce ourselves. Jen, tell the people about you. Hey, everyone. I'm Jen Duchenne. I am an Akashic healer, mentor, reader. I do teach people how to read the Akashic records uh, and step into the uh, free will of their soul. I'm also the creator of the Illuminating Journey cards, which were created with the help of the Akashic records. And I am Louise Eddington. I am a shamanic astrologer and author um, of two books, Modern Astrology and The Complete Guide to Astrology. So check out my books, or if you've got them, please leave me a review. Um, that reminds me, leave us reviews too on iTunes, please. Um, the more reviews we get, the more the podcast gets seen. Um, also, I help uh, people really um, change the way they look at things and uh, create the life that they really desire uh, through my shamanic astrology, my shamanic practitioner work and my writing. And I teach uh, classes. I currently am running a free Mercury retrograde class. Um, if you find me on um, Facebook, etc., <laughs> everywhere, you could probably still join us because um, it's all recorded and uh, we've, we're only three days into the retrograde now, so it's not too late. So, but for now, we are going to talk about the full moon and the energy around it. So a little bit of uh, detail about the full moon. Um, it's in Virgo, as I said. Uh, at 19 degrees and 37 minutes, the moon is in Virgo because it's a full moon. Um, it's an opposition. So the sun is in the opposite sign of Pisces, um, exactly, almost exactly conjunct Neptune. And in a, a, um, we have a, a trine from the moon and a sextile from the sun to uh, Mars, Pallas, Athena, Jupiter, and um, and I'm going to say Pluto really in Capricorn and even really Saturn because all these planets are so lined up together that really this aspect from the moon is, is um, and the sun is to all of this. We've also got Juno at 18 degrees of Libra in aspect to the full moon. And we've got other aspects around um, the chart that we're going to talk about throughout. 
Um, but I do want to mention one important thing. Mercury stations, stations direct less than a minute after the moon is full. So this full moon is on the Mercury station direct at 28 degrees of Aquarius. So we'll talk about that too. <laughs> so Jen, do you want to dive into the numbers and whatever else you want to talk about? Yes, yes, I'd love to. So what's fascinating about this full moon is, of course, we've had a lot of full moons at 20 degrees. And this time we're a little bit less than 20. So we're 19. It's happening on the 9th. March is a seven universal months. So four plus three is seven. So seven is a number that kind of stirs our inner wisdom because it makes us look to the past to learn what to do different now so we can change the future. So it's very much a time of expanding our minds, kind of changing our minds. So it's fascinating that Mercury is uh, turning stationary forward, direct, uh, just after this moon. Uh, and of course, that Neptune is playing such a huge role here because Neptune kind of governs the uh, the prisons of our mind. So the idea that we have been imprisoned or we've held facts in prison or ideas in prison um, is very liberating here because the 19 is this number that is called uh, the number of the sun, the, the, the number that allows us to shine our light. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about shining our light, we're not talking about, oh, look, everybody at me, I'm the greatest, but truly becoming the wholeness of who we are. So the holiness or the divinity of who we are. And of course, Neptune is all about spirituality. Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that we have Mercury uh, working this is fascinating, bringing that light, that energy, the sun, uh, all of this stuff happening at this time. And of course, Uranus being engaged as well. Uh, allows us to understand that there is a lot of shifts happening, a lot of the higher mind, a lot of this kind of energy coming into what feels like wash away the old idea of who we are and where we came from uh, or what we believed and is being ex we're being exposed to something new. So this is happening, as I said, on the ninth. Mm -hmm. And when we add the nine to the seven, we get 16, which makes another seven. 16 is a highly intuitive number. Seven is a highly intuitive number. Uh, a lot of the wisdom of the world revolves around the number seven. We have seven, whatever, seven days of the week, uh, seven greatest things or something because of this energy, the magical energy of seven. Um, and then the 19, what else is fascinating about the 19 is that you have a one and a nine. So you know that it's about endings and beginnings. And Something is ending. Go ahead. I found it interesting too that Neptune is at 18, which is a nine. And then the sun is at 19, which is a one as well. So it's like a Neptune in Pisces releases, let's go. So it's like ending something and then, yeah. Right. It's that double ending and it really is an ending of some kind. Something we have uh, maybe thought was going to last forever is now ending some belief we've held some idea or ideology uh, is ending and it could be about religion ideology something that we thought uh, kept us imprisoned in some way so it's really going to be interesting to see what comes to light and uh, the one 
of course, is about moving forward. The focus and what is new. And when we add one and nine, it makes 10, which is this divine energy of balance, which we are in a 2020 year, which is about balancing our relationships, balancing our relationship between the divine and ourselves. And of course, adds up to a one. One and zero is one. So um, it really is about moving forward. It feels like we're splitting away in some way from the old idea of what connects us, the old idea of relationships. We are two or we work together or this is what it looks like. And we're pioneering a whole different way of being because we've been freed from some ideology. Yeah. And, and you know, I can't, I don't, um, we forgot to do cards. So we'll do those in. Um I can't escape the fact that all this is aspecting all that plethora of um, planets in Capricorn again, you know, that's, um, that's man-made law, the institutions, all that kind of thing. I think we're, it's another, another step. And we keep saying this over and over again about letting go, releasing our attachment to, um, believing like the institutions know better than we do and and um releasing our attachment to man-made laws that um we've bl- kind of blindly followed well this is how it's done this is this how it's structured you know uh, this is the law and this and i'm not talking about obviously natural laws or you know major laws like thou shalt not kill things like that but we're talking about you know the the minute the day to day regulations and institutions, and you know this is how banks do things, and this is how the government does things it, This is a huge release I think in that um, area of life, and I love that um, my favorite astro- um, asteroid Pallas Athena is in exact aspect to Neptune on the full moon. Because she um, is this visionary um, uh, owl energy, <laughs> which hence why my um, business is called Cosmic Owl Astrology. But uh, she can see in the dark like owl can. She has got this piercing wisdom to see into rabbit holes and to strategically see a way beyond it. So I love that she's in aspect. Before we say any more, though, shall we um, show our cards? And then uh, then keep talking about all of this because i don't know about you but my card really ties in with a lot of um with the full moon right yeah all right let's do the card thing i'll do mine first this time okay so i've got the princess of discs hmm. that's the mastery of creativity and the birth of new forms and it's a very earthy card if you look at her she's she's really kind of well she's pregnant with um the figure in the card for those um, listening on um, iTunes, or whatever she's uh, the figure is very, is pregnant, but very inward facing um, her um, spear is pointing down into the ground as if to get the wisdom from, from the earth. It's just a very earthly card and it's very much about tuning into your inner wisdom and birthing that, which to my mind ties in with the Virgo full moon perfectly so <laughs> very true go is one who is whole unto herself and this woman is very whole unto herself so. right and willing to take on the responsibility of the mundane to create change yeah um, 
And that makes me also think about the 19, the sun, the energy of the sun. This is when we are awakened by the energy of the sun, when we have the light of life uh, exposed, that we can use it in a way that actually uh, takes us into a new place. That's very powerful. If he has the sun rising behind her. Right. Uh, yes, really beautiful. Mm. Well, that's fascinating because the card that I pulled, the illuminating ah, journey card, the is the seven. So that's really, and Athena is in this card. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so she has her arrows. There's an owl here somewhere. Oh, right at the top. I don't know if oh, you yeah. see yeah. an owl in there. The owl, yeah. So, um, I find that fascinating that she's present in this card and that this card, which some people think of as the um, Akashic records, the internal Akashic records. Mm. Uh, to me, this card, uh, and it's kind of funny if I do it like this because it makes it look like they're owl eyes there. But um, for, those, right? for those of you who can't see, it's very purple and there's uh, it's like being in a library and it has all this stuff everywhere. Like... Um, the pyramid, all kinds of ancient things and new things, etc., piled up everywhere. Uh, I always see this card as something that's taking us to a new place. It's very cosmic in the sense of, it's almost like the Akashic records are going, stop your obsession with things and focus on the journey, right? So it's like, what's the journey? Where are you going? The wonder, the mystery of the journey is available to you. All of these things don't disappear because you're focused on something different. They'll be there, you know, they're in the library. You can always pick them up on your way out. Is that or a you need them. Was that? Is that a bathtub? Yes, it's a bathtub. Neptune washing things away too. <laughs> right. Or cleaning them, right? Yeah. Cleaning them. It's a bathtub full of, of knowledge, right? Yeah. So it's like a useless knowledge in a sense, right? We're releasing useless knowledge to go. Uh, to me, this is about uh, um, taking on the energy of our true selves. Mm -hmm. Like this is me without my accoutrement, you know, without my, oh, look at me. I got a big house. Look at me. I got a fancy car or all of that. This is just bare bones. Who are you when you drop? all of this ideology on the side, all this attention to, to a thing and focus on who you're becoming, on the journey you're taking. And to me, that's part of this whole Athena, coming down the stairs, kind of, uh, we're ready, we're going forward, right? The journey begins. Mercury. And Mercury, of course, is, is words, books, library, communication, knowledge, all that kind of thing. And Mercury oh. rules Virgo. We have, this, we have this Virgo moon that's ruled by the, um, Mercury. You know, right. I think often um, a lot of people automatically go to Gemini when they think of, um, of Mercury, right. but it also rules Virgo. And, and that's very much also about, um, I mentioned Virgo being one who is whole to themselves, but it's also right. about getting organized it's also about re reorganizing your daily life to to be more of use and to serve you better and to serve others better so that's um, right it's about contribution and it's also about your health like how you consider your your body the, the how you use your body 
how you relate to um, the physical uh, idea of being a human. And I think uh, for many of us, that's all been about I'm comfortable, I'm uncomfortable, etc., and not being about this bigger picture of becoming, um, or, you know, being expanded with your physical self when you are in tune with your soul, because there definitely is a huge soul aspect, I believe, in the whole uh, um, uh, what's the sign? <laughs> Completely went out of my head. Virgo, right? Um, Virgo, right? Oh. There's a is that thing about making that real, that idea of, you know, this, you know, the virgin, the, the woman who is complete unto herself, mm -hmm. this idea of taking back your power in the physical world and going, right, this is how the system works. This is what it takes uh, mm -hmm. to uh, overcome the illusion, right? Which is the, which can be the Neptunian thing. And, you know, um, to look at some other things, to go back to the chart, um, I mentioned the Palace of Vina. Now, we're also at 18 degrees. So we've got all this um, ending stuff, as, as Jen said, a, a nine. But uh, Palace of Vina is there seeing how we can um, end things and move forward, pro providing strategy for taking action in Capricorn it is a cardinal sign which is an initiating let's take action sign uh, but uh, we also have Juno asteroid Juno at 18 degrees of Libra and and that's in square to Pallas Athena and uh, Juno represents um, women's rights um, and women's and children's rights amongst other things but in Libra I think it's particularly to do with um, women's rights and uh, it, this being an inconjunct aspect to Neptune and square to Pallas Athena, Jen and I were talking about this before, we kind of have a real strong feeling something more is going to be revealed um, around, um, you know, abuse of women or um, um, harassment of women. Um, I'm pretty sure that's going to come out around this full moon for sure um and of course uh, libra is venus ruled and venus is in another the, her, the other sign she rules taurus and she's conjunct um uranus at four and five degrees of taurus which is going to be a bit of a shock somewhere now shocks can be good shocks can be bad but <laughs> there's going to be something that surprises us on this um full moon and to finish this thought, Uranus rules Aquarius, <laughs> uh, where Mercury is stationing at 28 degrees of Aquarius. So I do think there's going to be some very um, sudden turns of event around events around this uh, full moon. Absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. It's going to be an exciting and very shocking time. Uh, with all of this energy of shifting, with the earth coming into prominence, kind of stepping up the female energy, uh, taking another step into taking back power, uh, confirming the energy. I wanted to say earlier, uh, when we went to the cards, which was coming up, is this idea of marriage, that they 
possibly, you know, you were talking about how institutions and we have all these laws. Mm -hmm. uh, well, we also have all these laws around marriage, relationships, et cetera, that could also be um, come up for change. Mm -hmm. you know, these are all institutionalized thinking, believing and programming that don't necessarily serve us anymore. Um, and I don't know how that will play out, but it's just interesting that came up. So I'm not sure what that means. Mm, interesting. But, yeah. I think it's about time there was no laws around marriage. <laughs> it's just like such a ridiculous institution of how we're trying to corral and control people. You will do this, you won't do this, right? Yeah. And of course, remembering that Regulus is now in Virgo, so kind of the queen maker, the idea of the female deciding what she does with her body. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we're going to have some issues around uh, some of this abortion stuff, et cetera. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's so much bigger than that. You know? Yeah. It's this, this, this battle that has been going on for so long in terms of the patriarchy is the battle to suppress women because, mm -hmm. uh, and other, you know, whoever, you know, has, doesn't have a certain status suppress them, make them into grunge workers so that they don't have time to think and they're just following the rules. And so this really feels like an uprising, an uprising of people going, I don't care what the rules are. And we certainly, you and I were talking about it, how we, our leaders now are basically leading the way, saying, I don't care about the rules. I don't care about decorum. I'm not going to follow what people say. I'm not going to do the polite thing. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Yeah. And they've kind of thrown this energy into the mix. And so that then allows what some people might call rabble rousers or deplorables or whatever they want to call it. You know, those names are names to make people shrink back or be afraid. But the truth is we've gone so much further than that, that some name calling isn't going to stop us from uh, kind of, pushing down those gates, moving towards this idea of what we believe is liberation, uh, kind of taking away the fencing. I wanted you to behave a certain way. I'm disappointed in you. You didn't do what you said, which I think has been a lot of this will probably come up mm -hmm. in many ways, political, um, financial, mm -hmm. uh, Juno and Venus, uh, both impact our finance, financial world, our debts, what we owe the land, what we owe the world, uh, what is due. So um, for me, this probably, you know, we don't know how this is going to affect our financials, but it definitely could have some impact mm -hmm. uh, as far as that as well. And, you know, it does have a very, um, there is this element of pulling back the curtains in this, um, this lunation, I think of, you know, we've talked, you know, something's definitely going to be revealed or some things. Um, but there's a definite revolutionary vibe in there as well. And, um, and, uh, I'm not going to take this anymore and I'm going to stand up for my own liberation. Uh, Chiron, um, in Aries is, um, or at four degrees and so is Uranus and Uranus is the benevolent rebel or the Lord of lightning bolts who shocks us. Um, but Chiron is the key to healing. And in Aries, it's, it's about, you know, standing up for yourself and, um, and really, um, you know, knowing who you are um, at a, a soul level and Chiron is squaring the lunar nodes. 
<laughs> you know, we can't. And, and that means Venus and Uranus are also aspecting the lunar nodes who are finishing up their time in Capricorn and Cancer with the, the releasing and the tail of the dragon, if you like, being in Capricorn, say, that's been asking us to, um, to see the uh, corruption and what's not working in our institutions and moving towards this uh, North Node in Cancer of remembering that it's about the people. <laughs> not about those above us or who we've put put above us but it remembering it's about one big family uh people we're all in it together now how we get there is you know people don't agree on that but um but we're being moved towards this remembering that it really is about the human family or the or even the the whole family of the earth you know all that lives on it we have to remember that what we do affects another one so and uh, so this is going to push us more towards that north node i think as well which is beautiful so right because also what's so interesting is we're in a four year and here we have these key players that are pushing the four which is a which is the number of the earth actually so it's fascinating that we are being pushed to realize and what was coming up is through pain. It's like when we, when pain is revealed to us, when we realize things like we are going to see things that are going to hurt us and we are going to have to come to terms with that pain that we feel. I did all this because you wanted me to, I did all this because I thought I'd be rewarded or you wanted me to be a good girl and whatever your thing is. And when that comes into our psyche in the present and we're going, oh, so that was just a waste of time or uh, foolish or whatever response is going to bring pain. And through the pain, this is how we actually evolve. Mm. Because when we go, I'm feeling my pain instead of suppressing my pain. And I'm seeing I did. I made these choices because I wanted to be loved or you know, I wanted, you know, I wanted to be safe or whatever reasons we make these choices are all based on our idea of how we can be comfortable in the world. Mm. And this chart to me is about that learning to be uncomfortable, learning to go, you know, there are no certainties in terms of, I can't look up at the man at the top who's going to take care of me. If I do X, Y will happen. None of the stuff is real anymore. It's not happening. Mm -hmm. And so therefore I've got to change how I live in the world. I've got to change what I believe. Mm. There is a, a very, there is also a, a kind of futuristic kind of forward on we go element to this um, full moon as well. I think, um, you know, with the Mars catching up to um, um the, the the energies in Capricorn that have been um, taking apart the patriarchy, if you like, or, or slowly dismantling the patriarchy. Mars is very much the 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 warrior. Let's move forward as we um, as we record this. Mars is out of bounds at the beginning of Capricorn, but he goes back in bounds on March the second. Um, kind of having found different ways to take action and do things in a sign he really likes being in Capricorn he's he's in his exaltation 
is like, let's build, let's create, let's move forward, build the new. And Mars here is catching up to Saturn, Pluto, um, Jupiter's catching up to Saturn, Pluto as well. Pallas Athena's catching up. It's got an element really of it's time to start building this new, even though, you know, there may be some pain about what we're releasing and what um, what's being revealed to us, as Jen said, or some of the shocks that are coming. There's a, a real forward movement. You know, we've got all of this energy in Capricorn, which is a cardinal sign, which is new beginnings, initiation. Um, we've got Chiron and Eris in Aries, which is definitely new beginnings as well. Uh, the North Node in Cancer, which is an initiating sign, and Juno in Libra. Then we've got Mercury changing directions, saying, okay, let's move forward in um, Aquarius, which in some ways is about amongst other things, is about future goals. Um, it's creating new patterns, new structures, things like that. So it does have a very um, forward movement to it. So, yeah. Right. I think it's a really healing full moon. Yeah. It's a culmination. So this is an opportunity to heal. And, you know, being in Virgo is very practical. Like, Yes, this may be the truth. This is what's being exposed. This is what I realize. This really upsets me, hurts me, etc. Uh, leaves me stranded. But what do I need to do to go, you know, move forward? It's like, right, this is this now that the pus has come out, now that I've seen what is true, uh, which is another aspect of Virgo is the truth. Now that I've seen the truth, I know what the playing field is and I can now begin, as Lewis says, move forward. So that moving forward is part of the healing because now you're taking responsibility for your own actions. Yeah. It's like we're, we're being exposed that all of that stuff, this whole Capricornian thing that's this dying of the plutocracy has been about somebody else making decisions for us. And now we're going, oh, that's not working. Mm. Well, yeah, it's made this huge mess. Okay, what am I? What do I need to do? Uh, kind of makes me think of the cards that we pulled. It's like that idea of uh, I have to just kind of move forward. <laughs> Is that your dogs? I'm gonna. <laughs> I hate to do this, but I'm gonna have to go and open the back door for my dog. Then <laughs> continue talking for a moment. I, I think he's uh, crossing his legs and telling. Oh yeah! Come on, mom. So that's really fascinating. Dogs, to me, that sounds, that's another Virgoian thing that dogs, you know, the, um, the ideas of domestication of the animal that's showing us the truth of the earth. Like this is how we learn about uh, understanding our earth, the environment we live in. We actually can take lessons from dogs, from nature, from all of these uh, elements that have lived for thousands of years understanding nature and now it is our turn to begin to understand nature in a way that we have not so my dog's called ozzy this this well i've got two but this one's ozzy and when when um whenever i'm doing a call or something like that if it gets kind of really deep um he inter he interrupts <laughs> he talks or needs something so he's very right. psychic, my dog. Actually. Right. And, you know, it's, it's kind of fascinating, this whole idea, because for many of us, when we are in that space of um, 
healing. Like when we're talking about deep things, we're experiencing healing and then we need to go pee, right? Which is mm-hmm. kind of what he has to do. So it's fascinating that he is taking, a lot of times people will say that their dogs carry their pain and their dog experiences the pain for them or cat because they are our direct link. I was just talking about how they are direct link to nature. Uh, they have chosen to be out by our sides, our companions to kind of help us understand the bigger picture when we're ready. You know, when we take the blinders off, like in this case, we're taking the blinders off. I, I do think this whole Capricorn thing that keeps going is still there, whether we're talking about it or not, because, you know, up until January, we talked about it all the time, like what's happening, but it's still there. It's still happening. And like, it's just like, we think as humans like okay i'm over it i'm over this person being in charge let's just move on and maybe people like us we get it but the actual truth is human humans take a long time to evolve Mm -hmm. and systems take a while to evolve because everyone's arguing about what they know like i know the way to do this and of course none of us actually know because we haven't done it yet in this way Uh, right and you know and i i do think as astrologers we we were kind of guilty of you know january the 12th you know for years we've been waiting for this saturn pluto conjunction but it's not ending now you know every time um saturn or pluto aspects something else um or something's coming up to it or jupiter's now coming up to saturn and pluto and that expands so it's gonna like make everything bigger of what's been building and we can see that playing out, you know, um, in, um, in, in the USA, in the elections, uh, I was laughing with Jen before we've now got Mayor Bloomberg, who's a billionaire and, uh, Trump, obviously, who's kind of this wealthy, glitzy gold kind of showman, kind of, um, both oligarchs. And, and, um, I posted a video on Facebook the other day of, Frankie goes to Hollywood, two tribes song. And I was like, it's just like this. It's just like a becoming a big pissing contest between part aspects of patriarchal oligarchy <laughs> or plutocrat. Right. Exactly. And, and what we were talking about. Sorry. Sorry, it's just right. the astrology. And the <laughs> right. And and the actual truth is these people will destroy themselves, right? They'll destroy the system they helped to create and they maintained. And that's a good thing. We don't need to do too much. We just need to observe and focus. I think this is very much the message of this uh, Virgo energy um, uh, with the sun in uh, Pisces. This is us focusing on our mission. What is true for us? What is whole for us? What is sacred to us? What do we need to do to to kind of create that sacred thing, that fall that is about the building blocks of a new time? We've got to focus on that while they're doing all the, you know, throwing money in the air and, you know, kind of pissing on each other. Maybe that golden tape will come out. So that'll be hilarious. But um, okay. I mean, I'm sure it's sad for some people, but it's just like, this is it. We've got to have a sense of humor about all this craziness. And just uh, watch it. It's kind of right. a show because it is. It's almost like a, re- a reality show, you know. Don't let it, yeah. Don't let it really drag you down. It's not going to be the end. Well, hopefully, it won't be the end of humanity. But um, 
Right. Well, I mean, the, the thing about death that's so sacred and so beautiful is that death is about endings. And we all need endings at some time. Like even people we love, um, like I can look at back my mom, who's uh, now 90. And, uh, you know, it's like she's tired. She wants to go. And our system doesn't allow for her to go when she chooses. And it's that in many ways, as sad as her death will be, it will be a relief. It'll be a new beginning, you know, relief for her. Like, oh, I'm out of this. I don't have to do this shit anymore. I'm yeah. done. And for my siblings and myself, it's like, oh, that chapter's over. We can get on with our lives. Yeah. So, you know, there's that sense of the same thing. Let them do this crazy stuff they're doing. Let them destroy each other. And we can just observe, you know, throw yeah. the popcorn in the mouth, go, oh, this is hilarious. And just focus on what am I here to do? What's my mission? What's Where am I focusing my arrow uh, on all of this? Yeah. And of course, none of none of that means, you know, don't choose your candidate, don't vote. It doesn't mean... Right. We're not talking right. about... Don't very abdicate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because that, again, is abdicating everything as gents. Right. Yeah. So it's not about becoming an ostrich and burying <laughs> the ground. It's about taking care of you first, you and yours, and um, creating your um, security and life, which we've talked about often. and your voice right again where this is another act or time of your voice this kind of the washing away of what the debris that has stopped you from speaking your truth and your truth is if you do believe in democracy you must vote if you believe in so you have to take action on your beliefs this isn't about i'm going to sit out this experience you just sit out the parts that are impacting you in a way that isn't helpful so you don't get involved in other people's histronics you just keep focused and that really will help you i uh, also wanted to mention that i think it's really interesting that the uh, course saturn is almost in aquarius mm-hmm. and saturn is the old ruler of the the traditional ruler of aquarius and of course, this is this idea of bringing in new ideas, a new way of doing things. So we know the system is not just breaking down or has broken down, but we haven't seen complete mm-hmm. proof yet, but that there will be new ideas that we will need to focus on and develop. But uh, speaking of that, in fact, you know, there's never any accidents. This very morning, I read an article about to um if we want to reverse climate change or slow it down or whatever you know um we must listen to um or learn from the indigenous peoples of the planet i've talked about that often about with saturn being the traditional ruler of aquarius and uranus being the new we're bringing in the indigenous methods in new ways to help Mm -hmm. us move forward so when saturn moves in that's going to be a bigger emphasis on that so right i think what also is going to happen which is very exciting is that for most of us that you know traditionally the kind of the elite or whatever you know intellectual the elite the all these people have looked down upon us as the general public saying you don't know anything and i'm just going to pull you by the nose and what's happening with this aquarian energy is we're actually expanding and the neptunian energy we're expanding our intelligence in a way that 
um, we are not waiting for somebody to say, oh, you're an idiot or you know this. We're just like, oh, I really understand this that I didn't understand before. So I, don't, I can just kind of move these people out of my space and go towards what I believe. So you can just kind of skip over the argument. You can skip over this idea that they're still believing. Like, hey, you got to listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. It's kind of like the news. All these people are still mouthing all these things. They have no idea that we're not even listening to them, right? Uh, they in their bubble. And so this is the same thing. It's like we are now getting all these downloads. We're getting all this information. We know what's true for us. We're moving forward. And um, that's a beautiful thing because we're not listening to those glamour mouths anymore. So I do want to say one thing about um, um, Hygieia during this. Um, Hygieia is at two degrees on the full moon. We mentioned her in the last podcast. She's uh, newly in Gemini. She's also coming up to aspect Chiron just, just days after this full moon. And with the, all this Pisces influence and Virgo being about health and um, Hygieia going into an air sign, Gemini, I do think this coronavirus is going to spread. And so talking about looking after your health in another way, <laughs> I do think taking uh, precautions just to take care of yourself, just to be, um, you know, making sure your immune systems um, well looked after you know that you're not that you're getting lots of sleep that you're eating well you know there's uh, various um holistic kind type people have suggested kind of taking some just precautionary kind of antivirals just to you know make sure that you're a bit more protected um i've read you know colloidal silver's one um um there's oil uh, some essential oils there's a few things but, you know, I, I don't like to put fear into people's minds because, you know, the mortality rate of coronavirus is, is quite low, but it's going to mm. stress resources. And, and that, again, is um, the Venus and Uranus in Taurus, the resources as well. So um, just take steps to look after your health. Jen mentioned it before, but I think particularly thinking of the coronavirus, just just pay attention and uh, look after you and yours with that regard too. <laughs> right. And remembering that these are respiratory viruses. Mm. This coronavirus is respiratory. And this is all about our breath. It's all mm. about the energy that comes into our heart. Mm. It is also uh, if we are, uh, you know, going to go into fear. So you take the practical precautions, mm -hmm. um, I think the greatest precaution, this is my thought. I don't know if it's true, but it just makes sense to me. I think we all should be in salt, go into salt, um, you know, have salt lamps, mm -hmm. uh, uh, go into everybody who has those viruses, they should put them in these salt uh, rooms because that clears any um, respiratory energies. Mm -hmm. I've read that if you take iodine, but you've got to make sure it's the right iodine. It's the, you know, um, organic, not commercial-based iodine can help you. Uh, the truth is most of the people that are impacted by these viruses are people who are either exposed extremely or are in poor health, older people, younger people, your immune system. So this is your immune system. Mm -hmm. I think also there's a 
a way to, just like what we've been talking about, when you disconnect from, you make yourself immune to all the bullshit that's out there, you are probably in better health, right? You're more relaxed. Like when you're stressed out thinking, oh, it could happen to me. um, Often. (laughs) You're impacting your immune system. You're impacting your vocal system. Uh, You know, I've read things where they say, keep your throat moist. I think that makes sense. You know, goggle with salt water. You know, take precaution, but don't go crazy because more people die in the United States from the common cold than from some of these viruses, right? That's not to say that it couldn't get bigger. We don't know. But, you know, signs are indicating that, uh, you know, the spread of disease does two things. It makes us fearful mm-hmm. and it um, controls us when we're fearful, right? And we start doing things, sometimes not bad things. Sometimes I've heard people saying that we're going to retreat more into our homes, be more uh, cognizant of where we're going and how we spend our time instead of being out amongst people we don't know. Maybe we want to be in our home environment, want to improve our home environment, mm-hmm. uh, all of that. But I, I agree with Jen, though, that, that if you fall into the fear and, and you come from it from a place, in, instead of just taking care of yourself, if you come from it like, oh, if I don't do this, I'm going to die, then you're kind of calling it in. <laughs> so, you know, right. you have to remember I mentioned the Chiron to um, Hygieia, which is happening right shortly after the full moon. We do have to remember that Chiron is the key to healing, too. And it's in Aries. So that is very much about I am. <laughs> so it's like, it's like heal yourself first and, um, or look after yourself first and you will be more resistant to all of this stuff that's happening out in the world. So. Right. Eat well, take care of your body, sleep well. All the things Lou said, those are just practical things we should be doing regardless of this virus, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just because we need our strengths now. We're going into a very challenging time. And so uh, we need to be able to uh, build our immune system. Even the word resistance, right? Yeah. Being yeah. part of a resistance is part of um, building your immune system because your immune system is impacted. You know, uh, it makes me think of the thing about uh, the Gutenberg, you know, the Bible, Gutenberg's Bible. And I thought it was really interesting, the guy that spoke up at the speech, his name is Gutenberg, all right? Uh-huh. I don't know if you noticed that, but I found that at the uh, at State of the Union, the the father of the child that was murdered. Um, I didn't uh, notice that. Yeah. His name is Gutenberg. It's not, it's for, it's for one more T, but I was like, oh, there's a sign from the universe, right? Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, that was, and then I went to kind of look it up a little bit, you know, it's always nice to, what happened, you know, even though we've talked about it uh, and realized the word Protestant is about protesting. It's spelled, right? It's protest, right? Protestant is protest. So there we have this whole thing. We're in a time where we have to protest and stand up for things that may not be popular. So we need to take care of our immunity, right? Mm-hmm. Just giving us immunity. Interesting. Now you got me thinking about the word Gutenberg because that's good. And I think Berg is kind of town, isn't it? Well, Berg is, can be a town or a mountain. Ah. Berg can be a small town or a mountain. So Gutenberg. Oh, and that's also, 
when we mount that's interesting when we look at the chandra symbol in a minute remember that good mountain when i read the chandra symbol. <laughs> <laughs> right. never any um accidents as we keep saying so yeah well spotted on that because i had not noticed i didn't pay much attention to the uh Right, that's all I paid attention to. I was like, hmm, the name. Oh my goodness. Yeah. How profound that yeah. the same name, you know, in a different way is showing up. It's like, mm -hmm. wow, this isn't the universe reminding us of how history repeats itself, but not in the way we expect. Very true, very true. So, speaking of symbols, is there anything else we want to say again about the chart, or shall we move to the symbols? Just no, I think we've covered a yeah. lot. I don't, I don't, there's nothing in particular that stands out. Um, I think the overall message is, as we've repeated, is really um, taking care of your daily routines, your life, your health is the biggest probably possible message so that you are able to uh, deal with anything that happens around you chaos-wise. Right. And remembering in a new, as a new um, evolving into a new being as you are, and there's a lot of ones in this chart, is thinking, how will you do it? How will you change the way you've been doing things, knowing you're moving forward and this is new? What are you choosing as you go forward? Yeah, definitely. All right, then let's do the symbols because I'm quite excited by them. They really fit, uh, well, they always fit the astrology, but. So you go ahead first. <laughs> All right. So my uh, Sabian symbol is a caravan of cars headed to the West Coast. So the keynote, the need of cooperative effort in reaching any new world experience. Mm. So we don't really, yeah, isn't that fascinating? We've just been talking about. So we don't know the type of cars or caravan because a caravan is a group of something, right? Moving towards uh, the West Coast. Um, what's implied is a process in which a group of persons are journeying together, thus linking their consciousness and energies using the car symbol. And some people think of the car as that when you dream of the car as something, it symbolizes your life, actually. Um, in order to reach, to safely reach the goal of destiny. And here there is no longer any sense of competition, but an ordered and structured endeavor. endeavor. And so uh, the consciousness is in it, the adventure in consciousness, a totalization of purpose and effort. Love that. All coming together too move together in the same direction that's um, very promising personally so um the chandra symbol um also has kind of um a movement towards something and i said remember the good mountain it says the the expanse of the himalayas in the distance when you place a spiritual cosmic perspective upon every single little thing that happens you will either overshoot the mark or discover perfect meaning. The overshooting of the mark happens when the little mind and the greater mind become warped in their relativities. Proportion tumbles before pregnant magnitude. 
everything is sprinkled with archetypal overtones. Perfect meaning arises here when the truth is the yardstick and you simply align yourself with the truth in a non-dogmatic fashion. The spirit of discovery becomes the spur. The unknown makes the known precious and poignant. You finally get it right that every microcosmic situation is a jewel in the making and only needs to be appreciated and boosted by faithful beholding. The passage is from thinking about it to becoming at home within the path of bringing all worlds together, just as the occasion makes possible with a light touch and an easy grasp of the reins. There we go. So it's, it's about not forcing. That's very Pisces as well. It's about surrendering and, and kind of, yes, taking action, but letting it unfold together and letting it all come together. So. Right. And even I believe Virgo in its true essence of being um, unto, whole unto oneself, there is no need to push because yeah. you know exactly and precisely how to get things organized and moving without overstressing or straining or insisting. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Ah, so Jen, have we anything else to say or, well, let's remind everybody and we have the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical to support our podcast please 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 reviews on itunes um you can listen elsewhere but our reviews are reviews on itunes are kind of the gold standard of getting our podcast noticed by more people and um if you have any questions um specific to uh, you know the energies moving as we do and how they affect you, then please email them to weirdlymagicalpodcast at gmail.com. I think that's all for the podcast. So, uh, Jen, do you want to uh, tell people where they can find you? Absolutely. So people can find me at uh, on my website, jendishen.com. You can also find uh, the cards. They're for sale, the Illuminating Journey cards on my website, jindashin.com backslash illuminating journey cards uh, if you want to know about my classes my readings uh, you can find them on my website i have a page on facebook i have a group that's called we belong here on facebook uh, personal page you can always find me you can google my name um, and i also do uh, youtube i have my own channel where i do weekly videos using the illuminating journey cards cool well louise eddington um my website louiseeddington.com has links to book consultations with me um has links to various other ways to find me it also has on the first page links to buy both books from amazon but these uh, my books are also available from uh, other online sellers like IndieBound and um, various places. So I'm sure you can find it from where you prefer to buy books from. Um, also in some stores. My first book's in uh, the local library now. <laughs> and um, what else was I going to say? My Mercury Retrograde class has started, but it's not too late to join. 
um, you can find that link on any of my Facebook pages and things. It's um, my Cosmic Owl Astrology Facebook page. I have a group called the Planetary Magic Cafe. That's a rather little fun space. And um, my YouTube. Yeah, please subscribe to me on YouTube. Cosmic Owl Astrology YouTube channel. I am actually doing a series of videos and um, about the Democratic presidential candidates, for those of you that find that interesting, just to f satisfy my um, own activist urges. <laughs> um, and, and Instagram, I'm on Instagram too. Um, so, um, yep, yeah, I think that's everything. So for now, it's goodbye from Lou. And goodbye from Jen. <laughs>